Hi, welcome back to Sparks in Action. Today we're having part two of a conversation with Randy Freeman and Mike Asbury of America's most recognized and successful bridging organization called Braver Angels. Randy, Mike, and I had a conversation several weeks back, and I posted that very recently on January 28th. So listeners, I urge you to listen to that episode, and you'll get a lot more background about who Randy is, who Mike is, how they came to Braver Angels, and even more about Braver Angels. Before I go on, I do want to read a sentence from the Braver Angels website about their mission statement, because it's so crystal clear. Quote, Braver Angels, the nation's largest cross-partisan volunteer-led movement to bridge the political divide through community gatherings, real debate, and grassroots leaders working together, we're offering America what it needs to overcome the bitterness of our partisan divide. Ah, overcome the bitterness. This is me now speaking, that's powerful. So today we're going to get a little bit more granular. We're gonna dive just a little bit deeper into some of personal experiences with political and social polarization. And most importantly, we wanna share some methods and actionable tools that the Braver Angels organization teaches and deploys in their work and that you can think about for yourself. So welcome back, Randy. Welcome back, Mike. So good to have you here. Thank you. Thank you for having us. It is my pleasure. So question number one, start with the first question is, and it's for both of you, so one at a time. Um, can you describe a particular issue that has been particularly challenging for you personally, uh, a challenge, uh, an issue in which you found, might have found yourself light years apart from others, or some others that you, or an other somebody you were having a conversation with, and how did you move from that feeling of polarization and feeling so far apart towards finding some converse, common ground and engaging in some conversation. So whoever would like to go first. All right, Mike, there you go. <laughs> um, that's a challenging question and I like that. Um, we ask challenging questions in Braver Angels, you know. And, and I would say, I'll go right to the heart of what's getting so much press today, and it's a broad, big thing. Um, you know, as a as a blue-leaning or liberal-leaning person with, like I said before, red splotches, uh, I'm not entirely, you know, a left, left, left-winger. I mean, I'm not there. The liberals uh, don't necessarily um, have all, they don't have all the answers any more than the conservatives do. What, what's happened to me is that um, I have come to better understand the, the vehemence and, and the, the passion that a Trump supporter has about Donald J. Trump. Um, I by no means find anything to agree with, with him. 
um, and and I won't I don't mince words here on this in this podcast. I I just see I think he's a neo fascist and a Christian nationalist uh, dream come true, which is neither Christian nor national. Um, but I've come to understand what's driving them, and it's fear. It's truly a deep, deep seated fear that they're going to lose what they have or not get what they want. Um, and if anything, the, the, the politics, the political agenda of that side is one word, resentment. And that resentment is deep. I mean, American citizens since 1973 have lost confidence in their government. In 1963, I'll say 1963, the Pew Charitable Trust said there 77% of Americans thought the government would do what is right. In 1985, 40% of Americans thought the government would do what is right. And in 2022, only 20% of Americans thought that the government would do what is right. That's why this is happening most directly that that statistic says a lot you know i don't completely trust the government i don't think anybody should completely trust their government but listening in braver angels listening and then with some friends i can talk about some other who are trump supporters just being still and listening to their fears is important it's really important. And, and I don't think I would have been able to do that ever, ever, even come close without the experience of doing it with folks that knew the Brave Angels way and could listen to me too. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with them on most anything. I don't agree with them, but that doesn't matter. It really isn't what's important. What's important is, is the beloved community that we're in. Mm. Thank you, Mike. That thank you, um, Randy. We're going to go to you now. But Mike, you said something that is so beautifully going to segue into the next point of conversation. Um, okay, Randy. So a nice light question for you. <laughs> <laughs> what has been particularly challenging for you personally that Braver Angels Method has helped you? You know, I think one of the things that Mike said, and I think it's really true, is that one of the underlying feelings under a lot of um, animosity and not getting along and not agreeing is fear of losing everything. And I think one of the issues it's particularly difficult with, and I think it, it shapes so much of our, our election right now too is the issue of abortion and um i found myself at the very first convention i'm sort of in the middle of the road with that i'm not 100 pro-choice i used to be and i changed my mind for a variety of reasons but i'm not 100 pro-life mm-hmm. either I I just am very much nuanced. And I remember being at the very first convention and talking to somebody who really didn't see it the way I saw it. But yet it with such a fraught issue, it was a good conversation. Mm -hmm. She kind of 
got something from me. I got something from her. We left in a good way. So, um, and I think that's because of the the listening that we've learned in Braver Angels. And, and I've gone on to a lot of our workshops, uh, debates about abortion and, and left feeling pretty good about it. Having said that, I don't always do it right. And I think that's really important too. With all the the listening skills I've gotten, I I lost a, a what someone I considered a good friend, but I maybe she wasn't. But she, about that particular issue, and she was a hundred percent pro-choice. And I said, "Well, I'm kind of nuanced," and she just couldn't tolerate it. And I didn't ask permission because one of the things we do is say, "Can I? Can I tell you the way I think about it?" It's called the pivot. Well, I didn't pivot. I just started. Yeah, yeah you're making a face, Mike. <laughs> and I've I done just, this. I've done this. I'm sorry. I know. I know. So By I the way, started, I've done it too. And I just, <laughs> ahead, started, I just started yabbering about what I believe. And she got so upset. And she still isn't talking to me. So mm -hmm. um, I've screwed it up uh, as much as I, I, I understand how to listen. We don't always do it right. So I think that's really important too, and and I'll and I'll say that to people. It's it's a process, and I and I keep trying to do it better. And I and I have to say, and this is one of the reasons that that drives me to Brave Angels. I've lost relatives. Um, I mean, I have family members um, who are not talking to me or my family because I mean, I lean to the right, and they're like horrified by it. And some of it is their rigidity. But there's nothing I can really do about it. I tried. Um, so, you know, yeah, it's great. And 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 I do and I know it works. I've seen it work. And and Mike gave you and will give you some statistics, but um, it doesn't always work. And I don't always do it right. But but it's the process. And I'd say, Mike, also what you said, it's the people, you know, in Braver Angels. They're great people. And and I can hear people that totally don't agree with me, but we know that we really mean the best. We want the best. You know, we want we want to try to at least have that relationship, even if we don't agree. And it's about relationships. Mm -hmm. You know, and I can't help but think and we don't have to go down to the address this question. It's not really a question. It's just a awareness that's coming to me that there's something about being in company, the company of others and having these conversations. So we're not just having it in isolation in our head or with our same silo, but being in presence with people. Um, that's where I think the braver and braver angels is like no joke. Like it's, 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 um, um, I certainly have my places where I, I need to, um, practice that. So, so along with that, um, it's interesting. I was, I've been thinking a lot just in general about humility and sort of the wrestling of what I, what I think humility is, but also, you know, also daring to be really strong and forthright and brave and honest. And, and so that's just something that I am very aware of in my life. And so I came across this quote that I want to share with the two of you because I saw it and I thought, oh my God, I can't wait to bring this to Mike and Randy. And it's by, um, it's from Simone Weil. She was an early 19th century French philosopher. And she says, humility is attentive patience. Attentive patience, not presence, which we all use. That's like, you know, sort of the, 
the zeitgeist now, but attentive patience. Mm -hmm. And so that segues us into this next question I want for both of you to answer. And Mike, we'll start with you on this because I know you have a couple of statistics that are really relevant that listeners should know and hear. Um, and so the next question is, what would you say um, is uh, the single best tool? I know you have this beautiful process in Braver Angels called LAP, listening, acknowledging, pivoting, perspectives. So, but for you, we'll start with you, Mike. Um, please give us the statistics that are relevant, but also what is the single best tool or most effective tool in your experience? And then Randy, I'll wanna hear that from you as well. Well, just let me let me make a brief comment on humility and how proud I am to be humble. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, but we all want to be. I think we want to be. You know, inside of us, I believe all of us want to have the capacity to be attentive listeners. I think Simone Wheels' quote is perfect. You know, can I shut up long enough to not even think about what I'm going to say? You know, because I'm thinking up here and that's a problem. You know, it's stinking thinking sometimes when I should be listening out of here or this little thing on the side of my head. So um, the tool is is that it is listening. It really is. It's 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 the lap skill, listen, acknowledge, pivot and, and perspective. And the hardest one of those is pivot. I have said this again and again, because I can listen, I can say, yes, I understand you just said, that's wonderful, Mike, you did a great job so far, Mike, but you know, you got this little thing inside your hand and you want to let it out and tell them exactly what you think. But instead, in Braver Angels, we take the difficult job of slowing down. That's it. It's about slowing down. Attention listening and say carefully with a question usually may I offer you a different viewpoint mm. and if they say no you know goodbye I'm done okay gee I really hope you have a nice day yes and and that's the skill you know I mean um there are a lot of other little things that we learn, but it is it is attentive. So for the stats, you know, and these are somewhat boring to some people, but they're important because I think there are listeners out there that want to know, does this thing work? Well, here's the stats, okay? And we have a very professional group of people that collect data based on evaluations from all of our events. And in our annual report recently released, it said that after attending a Braver Angels workshop, here are the percentages of people that feel, first of all, that they are better, they better understand the other side. That's 86% of the people better understand the other side. That feel better understood by the other side, 71%. Mm. That feel better prepared to apply those braver angel skills, eighty-one percent. Those are good numbers. Can you listen to that out there? 
Listen carefully to that. Yeah. Be attentive and listen. You know, we're really making a difference, but it's one person at a time and it's very local. So I, I think I've answered your question, at least I hope I have. Oh, you have, thank you. Those okay. are great numbers. Thank you, Mike. Randy. Same question. Yeah, same question. So is there a single best tool in your experience? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, um, I'm very much a process person. And one of the processes that I felt, I feel really, really helps is what we use in our depolarizing within workshop, it, which is really my favorite workshop, is having people take this questionnaire that helps them look at how often they stereotype, demonize, um, think poorly of the other side, make generalizations about the other side without knowing everything about the other person and what they believe. And that questionnaire is very, you talked about humble, is very humbling to most mm -hmm. people. And a lot of people go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And that's kind of the beginning of a process. Once you've gotten to look inside, then we use some of the skills of listening and people generally do. And let me tell you, when we do the workshop, there is resistance sometimes. I mean, I remember one workshop yeah. and there was an exercise and they were like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Cause every time I do this, I want to get angry. And I'm, and I yeah, have to, and yeah. I have to really pull people back and say, just focus on what the exercise is, you know, and we'll get there. And, and 99% of the time, I mean, I think every workshop, I have one outlier, one person that's stubbornly sitting in front and, 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 and not wanting to budge. But, but for the most part, everybody leaves and says, wow, this is, this is cool. I really have so much to think about. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So that's, that's kind. I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't be happier with um, what I see is the results when we do a workshop. And you mentioned, you started to mention that there's going to be one-to-one -one conversations um, about the Middle East. Do you want to say a little something about that? Yes. Um, because of the divisiveness this topic is causing in our country, we decided to put together what they call a one-to-one -one workshop, which is one person talking to one person. And each person could be on either side of the divide. It could be two Jewish people. It could be a Muslim and a Jewish person. It could be a Christian and a Jewish person, a Christian and a but two people on different sides of the divide. And it's set up very carefully. And one of the ways it's set up is to let people get to know each other a little bit first, because again, it's about the relationship. If you mm -hmm. don't have a connection and a relationship and don't feel comfortable with the person, you're not gonna have an easy time having a conversation about something that's this divisive. So it's a very slow process. I think it takes place over two hours. And very often people, when they do the one-to-one, -one, they'll go on and on for maybe three or four hours and really get to know each other. Um, I've actually had my own personal one-to-one -one with somebody else in Braver Angels over this topic. 
And it wasn't even an official one-to-one. -one, and we keep talking about this issue over mm. and over again. But um, they can go on to www.braverangels.org, go to workshops and go to one-to-one, -one, and they will find this workshop there. Okay. Um, and they can sign up and they will be assigned somebody who sees the situation differently than do they do. Will and they I have mediation? Will there be somebody there no. structuring it? No, the structure, they, they will get the structure ahead of time. They have Oh, to, okay. So they, they utilize the structure. structure and, okay. um, and as long as they follow the structure, you know, it should go well. And if there are issues, they can keep working on it. But there, there is something to help the process. It's They're not just being thrown to the wolves. Okay. And okay. it's a very difficult topic. Yeah, yeah. Um, Boy, River Angels is just... You really do an amazing work in the world. Um, and this brings up an interesting question I'd like you both to address briefly, which is that, and Randy, you, you sort of hinted at this a little bit when you said, and sometimes I'm not good at it, you know, sometimes I fail. Or, but then a little bit different from sort of quote unquote, not being good at it or not utilizing the tools necessarily, is that. I do think that there are times that it's wise to choose to not engage. And yeah, you're both shaking your heads. You know, that that's that that engaging may not uh maybe get get us into toxic waters that do no good. And I know without going into details, I personally have had a lot of situations in the last few months, mostly around Israel and um, where I have chosen to not engage either because there's hatefulness or there's so much misinformation that I feel like I'd be having to teach and lecture and nobody wants to hear that. Plus I'm not an expert, but, but I guess what I'm, I would love to hear from the both of you is that ideology can be a very strong brick wall um and right like and some ideologies leave room for conversation and some do not and i think so all i'm saying is i believe there's wisdom in saying I'm not going to engage here because this ideology is downright destructive um and I wonder, have the two of you come up against that in Brave? I'm guessing it's self-selected that most people who would be involved with Braver Angels um, are not in really particularly hateful, uh, in, 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 snared in hateful ideologies. But have you come up where you've just said, I'm just not going to engage? Yeah, but oh, Mike, you have your hands up and then Randall. Uh, yeah. I'm just thinking of... Uh, I understand the relationship here. <clears throat> this friend of mine was born 12 days apart from me. His mother and my mother were our closest friends growing up. We lived three houses from each other. We went to the same grammar school, the same high school. Yeah. Uh, and everybody thought we were brothers. I mean, we just... I mean, I love this guy, you know? He, he's my brother, but... From college days, we went in different directions. He did not go to college. I did. You know, I went for liberal arts. He was more of a technology guy. And, you know, as we get older, suddenly, for some reason, 
we've reconnected. And I know where he's coming from politically. It's not a secret. I had him over one day for, for, for breakfast. And this was, oh, this was a good year and a half ago now or more. And I, I just mentioned something about um, politics. I didn't say anything about my opinion. I just said politics. And he knows where I'm coming from. And he said, if you keep talking like that, I'm going to get up and leave. Hmm. Talking like what? I said to myself. So I said, well, I, I just mentioned, and I did, I mentioned Braver Angels. I, I, I mentioned what we do. I said, we support left and right and their freedom of ideology. And I just dropped the conversation. We talked about something else, maybe a childhood memory. You know, I just, I didn't want him to get up and leave. He's my friend. I love the man. But I did say, you know, you might just check the website, you know. I don't know. He didn't answer yes or no. Six months or so later, I found out that his son, who is a chief of police, somehow got connected to a Braver Angel event. Mm. And he read, my friend read about the, the web, about the website. And he told me that he did. And I still didn't talk to him about politics. Mm -hmm. Because I, I want to know if he went to an event. And if he did, he would tell me. I'm sure he would tell me. So I exited not once, but twice, until I know that I'm welcome. That's my story. Yeah. No, I mean, there are others. There are lots of others. I, one guy told me that and I worked in the field of developing housing for the homeless is homeless for 30 years. And I, I don't know everything, but I know little about the causes of homelessness. And he's a friend of ours. And, and we were at dinner one night and he said, you know, there would be less homelessness if we had more guns. And all I could say was, you know, I, I got to tell you, honestly, I'm having trouble making that connection. He stopped talking about it, and so did I. It would otherwise a nice dinner conversation. We went back to talking about grandkids or something. Thanks. Yep. Different kind of pivot, Randy. Yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, no, and and I do think that that it's really important to. Um, it, almost every every uh, workshop we have talks about how to uh, gently walk away when it's not working out because right. yes, there are always times when it's not working out. Um, I had one specific situation in Braver Angels um, where I inserted myself into a conversation that was going on that was, you know, we, we basically, in let me just change it a little bit. Basically in Braver Angels, anything goes and anything can be awful sometimes. But we have a voice for everybody and we'll listen. And sometimes the best thing to do is to not engage. And one situation was a situation where there was a film discussion about Hebrews to Negroes, which is this very anti-Semitic film, which they didn't see as anti-Semitic, the people who were showing this through one of the alliances. And a bunch of people showed up and tried to have a conversation. The conversation went pretty poorly. 
And um, we just backed away. And eventually one of the people just went away anyway. Um, and and because he, he wasn't really interested in engaging and learning and listening. He just wanted to make his points that were that were coming from some crazy, in my opinion, place, some ideology that just didn't make sense. I mean, there were little pieces that I did learn from it that helped me understand some of their views, but it, it was there was a lot of hatred and intolerance, and I I couldn't talk about that. Um, but 90% of the time within Braver Angels, there aren't people like that. Um, you know, sometimes somebody slips in and you know, you do the best you can. And they eventually learn that they're not, what they're there for isn't what everybody else is there for. Yeah, They're there for trying to change everybody's mind to see their ideology. And that's just not going to work. So, yeah. um, you know, and do I have a minute? Um, I'm thinking about, and I don't remember if I mentioned it last time, another a moderator I work with who's did I tell you this last time, whose father was very rigid in his views. And she spent a lot of time using her listening skills. And after about a year, he turned around and he said, oh, he said, he started listening to her oh, and, he yeah. goes, and, and changing some of his views. And she said, dad, what happened? And he goes, well, you were listening to me. So now I'm listening to you. So it's almost contagious. And, and I've had that happen to me before. Somebody really listened to me very deeply and I felt heard and listened to. It made me want to listen even more. Yeah. So I think that's part of the secret sauce. <laughs> is, is when you listen carefully and people feel heard, then they want to do the same thing. And that... Wow, we're back to attentive patience and deep listening. Um, that is a beautiful place to end for now. <laughs> I said this to the two of you last time. I'm sitting here thinking, down the road, there'll be a part three. We'll give it some time because I'm so um, happy to have the two of you on and to keep going deeper with these conversations um, folks, it's I'm going to, well, Donna. I'm a, sorry. It's a it very is, deep well. It is. So, oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so listeners, I failed it when I, when I posted, uh, on the other day, I forgot to put the website, um, uh, on the show notes, the website will be on the show notes so people can access braver angels. And so I just, uh, want to again, say to listeners, listeners, thank you for, for listening and please listen to the first episode. Please check out the Braver Angels website um, and be reminded that there are a lot of people in this world uh, working and practicing um, depolarizing both from within and within community. Mike and Randy, thank you so much for your great work in the world and for your honesty. And it's just always a pleasure to be here with you. And I look forward to more of it. And um, I look forward to being involved in the organization. I'm saying Good. it out loud. Good. So, <laughs> yeah, I feel very pulled. I felt it last time. Good. Um, all right, so Sparks in Action, uh, listeners, 
here I go with my plug, because you know it's just me here in my laptop. Give us a like, tell your friends, tell your family, listen and follow. And for everybody, continue to be the wonderful spark that you are because we are of each other. All right, so signing out for now. Thanks for having us. My Thank pleasure. You.